talk about today i don't know what do you want to talk it's about a free free topic you know i was thinking uh earlier that you know there's not a lot of stuff out there that has to do with uh with women that struggle with same-sex attraction and lesbianism and coming from that myself i thought it might be a kind of an interesting topic to just kind of jump in sounds good well, it's just me and Shay today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Lee is not here. He's he's um, doing his counseling thing right now. He'll be joining us later on. But yeah, it's just Corey and I today. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Well, cool. Well, so what do you think about, what do you think are the... Let's just kind of jump in there. What do you think might be the differences in the struggles with women and same-sex attraction and men who have same-sex attraction? Well, I'm not too clear on that, really. I know for for me and the experience I've had, uh, I know um, certain dynamics with my dad being maybe me feeling rejected by my dad and then rejecting him back. And uh, a lot of just different things kind of led me in that direction. I don't know if it's the same for women. Well, I'm, I myself am kind of curious because I know that Lee coming from that background, you know, I've heard him talk about the struggles with, with guys and, when they have same sex sex attraction and he talks about it you know being kind of it sounds like really kind of disconnected not really i mean you do get emotionally connected but i don't know i mean it sounds to me like the the basis of it or the beginning stages of it are not really a an emotional connection whereas you know, with females, there is a, an emotional connection before, you know, the sexual connection. Okay, so you mean like in, in a relationship or in an interaction with the same-sex partner, right. there's, yeah, I could see that. With men, it's more just a sexual thing, and with women, there's more of a, it's more of a mental Kind of connection. an emotional. Emotional, yeah. It's really emotional, because I, I think that the foundation of, women um, that are in this brokenness, and I'm not saying it's overall, I'm not saying that it it's a cookie-cutter thing, but I think that there, if you look back on the past with women that are struggling in this area, you're going to find some kind of brokenness as far as relation, you know, or emotional, uh, an emotional rejection, abandonment, uh, those kinds of issues that may come up. So I'm just curious, when you were in that lifestyle, were you aware of that 
if, as being a cause or, or, or did it just feel like this was who you were? I can say that I did not, I was not aware of it as it's kind of, as I was going through my healing journey that I became more aware of it because, you know, I'd blocked out a lot of my past hurts. I'd blocked out a lot of that. And so I was really, you know, pretty, you know, I was the typical, um, when I say typical, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say typical, but, but there are probably half of the people that struggle with this, the women that struggle with this, that, that are just very strong females, you know, they're not going to be hurt. They're not going to show their emotions. Um, you know, they're not going to let people get the best of them. And I was kind of in that category. And so I really had walled off a lot of my past hurts, you know, by being strong, being a strong female. Um, but I was aware, um, I mean, I was aware that I that I had a need, you know, an emotional need to to be close to somebody, and so um, it was at a vulnerable place in my life that I just kind of, you know, gave in, you know, uh, and it went into the sexual realm of the lifestyle. So, so did that, that answer the question? At oh all? yeah, yeah. Um, okay. so that, that need that you had and you found it through sexual and emotional re relationships or connection with women, did you find that it met that need or what did that look like? Well, you know, I can say that it met that need. However, the interesting thing is, is that it didn't meet that need overall. Um, because I did find myself, you know, going and still, even when I was in a relationship, I was in a, a constant relationship <clears throat> with, um, with a lady, and she was in my life for years. However, I was still out there at the clubs and at the bars, you know, seeking closeness, you know, wanting to feel that acceptance. I think it was more like just an acceptance because I was unsure of of who I was or that I was really lovable. You know, I didn't feel like I was lovable. Of course, I can't, I say this after I've gone through my healing, but, but I, I truly know that as I was living that life that I was just seeking just acceptance, seeking to, for somebody to really feel that I was willing, or that I was lovable. That's the only way I can keep kind of putting it, is that I'm just, I was good enough to receive love from them. And so, unfortunately, what happened was I was, I found myself you know, because of the lifestyle, because, you know, you go to the bars and you go to the clubs. Well, a lot of it is based on sexuality. You know, you're going to hook up with somebody and you're going to end up having sex. And so what would happen was, you know, I'd, you know, dance with people and, you know, drink beer and have a good time and get to know them. You know, but then after it's closing time, it's last call, you know, what are you going to do? And so that's when I would end up being you know, connected with somebody sexually, you know, 
but it was because I felt that connection just as we spent the evening, you know, in the club kind of doing that. Um, so I wasn't in a monogamous, you know, I wasn't in a one-person relationship, although I should have been. I mean, um, because I'm ending up hurting somebody, you know, by going out. But um, still, that was that desire that was seeking to be met, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's something I've seen, too, with men is even in, in a, re a relationship, it's not enough or it doesn't. There's always secret things going on or it ends up being an open relationship or whatever, I guess, because you're not really getting that need met. And so you keep seeking it out through others right. and it just ends up. Well, it's a crazy life. I mean, I remember being, you know, kind of living in that lifestyle, you know, just kind of really realizing this is insane. You know, what am I doing? I mean, what am I doing? I'm having sex with, you know, just different people all the time. They're, you know, they're not really, I mean, this is at the time I would think this way, you know, that it was just people were just shallow, you know, so everything seemed shallow, really, uh, although I was seeking something deeper, but yeah. it all seemed shallow because it was just based on sex. I mean, everything was a sexual joke, a sexual connotation, a sexual, everything was sexual. And it's just, that was just crazy. It was a crazy life. Well, I can relate to that, uh, that feeling a lot of just feeling, you know, that kind of insane thing of like a spiral, you know, a spiraling out of control. Once you just go down that path, it's like, you know, or for me and, and the, some of the people I've known, it's like it just kind of gets away from you before you know it. You're doing things you never thought you'd be doing. and Exactly. Uh so what would you say to somebody who, or do you think it exists in the gay world of of monogamous relationships where that doesn't happen, but then they say, well, <coughs> you're, you know, that that's a separate issue, you know, of, of well, just because you you had sex with a lot of people, not all... Lesbian couples do that. Do you? What do you say to that? Well, I mean, I get it. You know, there's. Um, I mean, I get it. It seems like you can say that, okay? But I guess my thinking is, well, it's a lifestyle that's still based on who you have sex with. I mean, if you if you come to me and you say there's this this couple right here that's been together for for years, well, I mean, maybe I'm a pessimist, you know, you know, maybe I'm apprehensive. I don't know. I'd say, you know, okay, well, they haven't had sex with somebody else, but I still, the bottom line is, believe that there are some hurts and some pains. Um, from their past that caused them to get into that lifestyle, you know, and that 
that seeking, that acceptance, and that lovable, love, lovable spirit. Yeah. Something I just thought of is, I know you and Lee talk about not being God's best. And if you're in a relationship and you're seeking something in, a, in an illegitimate way or in a sinful way, um, it's just not God's best. And it's, it's just not, you know, you're not really being fulfilled in the, the way that God intended, or, you know. Right. And you always know that you're that it's not it's not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, somehow in the insanity or in the craziness of of living that in that lifestyle, I mean I can remember just, you know, trying to make sense out of it. You know, I was pretty militant. I was like, you know, why can't people accept that you know, that I love this person, that this is who I am, that this is the way I am. You know, why can't people accept this? Um, but I think the bottom line is really I was having a hard time accepting it. I could not really accept it. If, pe- if other people would accept it, then maybe it would have seemed I would have been able to be more feel more normal or whatever normal may have been at that time. Mm -hmm. But um, well, so what, what do you think, what started the change from being, why can't people accept this to starting on this other path where like, you know, where you are now is, a completely different place like I'm just curious what started to change in your heart or your life to bring you out of that well I think it's kind of like any I mean I believe that any if your life and the foundation of the direction of your life is based on something that's broken from your past I believe that there's a time that in your life that you will meet a crossroads that will challenge that, and that's what happened in my life. It was a, it was a crossroads in a place in my life that was challenged, and that caused me to, to seek counsel. I sought counsel, you know, at that time. Um, wasn't looking for Christian counseling or secular counseling. It wasn't... You know, I wasn't a church-going person, and, you know, I was pretty out in the world, you know. But I just sought counseling. And um, the place that I sought counseling, I happened to get a counselor that was a Christian counselor. And so there there was a lot of thinking. We had a lot of arguments, but just a lot of challenging of my thinking and looking at my past that kind of put me where I'm at, where I was at at that point in my life. And so I was realizing, wow, you know, I mean, it wasn't easy. It's never easy going through your past. But I suggest that if somebody's out there and they haven't looked at their past, I, I would just want to challenge them. You know, if, you, if you've put up a wall, you know, kind of let that wall down a little bit just to see if it can make a change in your thinking about your life, even if you're not in this lifestyle. 
But are you willing to even just look at it? Because what if it's not God's best? What if God didn't intend this? That what happened is it's kind of like that song that says life, life did you this way. Life turned you in a direction that caused you to make choices and view people and the way you are in, in a wrong light, in, in a lie. So that's kind of what happened to me. I just was challenged. I just got to a place and I became vulnerable enough that I was, I was willing to do that. I think that's the place you have to get is to be willing. Am I really willing to walk through this hard stuff? Am I willing to sit in front of this person and listen to what they have to say you know, and really consider that, you know, what do I think about it? What do I think about myself? You know, do I want? I mean, it, it really actually came to a place where, I mean, if I were to kind of put it in a synopsis, it's kind of a place where I, at one point in my life, which was my broken place, felt and looked at myself as if I were less than. I were less than a person, I, were less, I was less lovable, I was, you know, less willing to be, I mean, less likely to be liked. But then it happened as, as, as I went through my past and started healing and realizing that, you know what, I am, I am lovable. I am worth being a friend to. You know, and so it kind of leveled. And I know you can't see me out there who is listening, but it's kind of like I was on a lower level. And and then when I looked at other people around me, I always saw them on a higher plane. And so that that ground, that higher plane started lowering down and I started raising up to where we were equal then. And then I then I see people as equal. I see them as, you know, I was broken, but guess what? They're also broken. And so once that, that ground started leveling out, um, I was able to think more clearly. I was able to look at myself in a different light. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's pretty cool that you, with the counselor you talked to, you didn't, run from that you could have easily just found someone else to tell you something that you more maybe more wanted to hear at that time but you know you're right I I really believe that God was there and kind of led me to the person that I went to because I could have you know there's a lot of counselors that you you go in and it's a very in secular some of the secular counseling it's very um me oriented it's kind of like you know what's going to make you feel better and mm. and um, setting up boundaries and all those kinds of things which I hadn't had a problem setting boundaries in my life I kept people out my problem was letting my boundaries down to where I was willing to let the good people in the people that had good things to say to me you know yeah like so, Christians, for instance. Mm -hmm. So you say uh, w because of some of your past hurts, you 
started to, or you had this view of everyone else is better than you. So when you're in a lesbian lifestyle, is that, was that a way to kind of, I guess, lift you out of that position of being less than others? Like you could, I'm, I'm just wondering what that. I think it was an attempt to. I can honestly say that I don't think it ever did. I mean, I never really felt, you know, good enough. I mean, I, I can honestly say I don't, I don't know that I was ever at a place where I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. And was know? this specific to, to men or women or, or both as far as feeling good, like, were were you mainly comparing yourself to other women, or was it men and women? Well, I don't know that it was a comparison, really. It was more just, uh, you know, I always kind of felt kind of like the odd person out, you know? Like I was just not, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just the odd person out. I was the one that was not like anybody else. I was... You know, I just I just felt like I was always the awkward person, the one that was not the same as anybody, you know. So I don't know that I really compared myself as much as just feeling um, just the odd person out, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know with men, I don't know that there was ever any... I don't know that there was ever any, uh, I don't know that there was ever any real concern. I mean, you know, I was in the lifestyle for a lot of years and, and, you know, everybody I pretty much, you know, was had in my life were, were lesbians or, you know, or guys that were, you know, were gay and, went out to the clubs, and so, um, you know, you talk about guys, and I'm thinking, I don't know that I ever felt that way. Now, I can say that I did go through some pretty rough sexual abuse and and sexual, you know, like rape, and um, I'll just say it, you know, and so for me, guys tended to be more of a, of a, I just wanted to stay away from them. Yeah. You know, um, I feared them. I feared, you know, that sexuality. I'm sure that played a role as well mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, what led me in the direction that I went. And that's why I think it's important for women to look at that because I think that that is a big, a big thing that can move you in the direction of seeking a, a female relationship versus, you know, the way God had intended it to yeah. be. It's because of that fear, you know. So does that make sense? That makes sense. I mean, that was a hard question to answer because I don't know. I know that Lee talks a lot about, you know, men. I know he has talked about himself, you know, doing kind of a comparison thing, you know, like I'm never going to be like that guy or I'm never, you know, kind of he calls it more 
uh, idolizing, you know, you wanting what the other person has. Mm -hmm. Um, And I personally have a hard time understanding that because that's not, that doesn't fit in my, I don't ever see me as comparing myself. And, but I guess I did compare to just say, I'm not like them. I guess I did because I said I'm the odd person out. Um, but it wasn't a physical thing. No. I know with me, never with men, it's, I think it's more of a physical comparison, probably. Okay. But uh, I know for me, my my thing was men are not safe because of my dad and other experiences. But then women, I I had this sort of uh, resentment towards because, you know, my mom was a little more overbearing and I had just rejection from, from girls when I was younger. So it was like, I just kind of had this forget you all. I'm just going to figure this out on my own. And, And it was easy to just get into a relationship with a man. And it felt like kind of cheating the system. Like this is an easy way to get what I needed, but, uh, it really, it really was a deception. Like it wasn't, didn't, I didn't get what I needed and it ended up making it all even worse. But Sure, sure. Well, and do you think that at any point, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking kind of, you know, like um, when you were talking about your, your relationship with your mom and kind of the rejection with girls or the, you know, whatever kind of rejection that was, it was, I mean, and that's kind of like I'm seeing that, wow, you know, it could also be based, you know, for for guys, it could be based on rejection or, from women. you know, yeah, from yeah. women. And so, you know, it's that fear of I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to live up to their expectations. Because I think yeah. for men, I think there's a big expectation of, of who you're supposed to be as a man and when you're growing into you're kind of going through your puberty stage and and uh coming into man- manhood and all of that it seems like there's a you know a big emphasis on being a man you know and yeah. and that's also based on that sexuality and and are you built a certain way or, you know, have, have you had sex with women? And you know, do you understand what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And so it could it could be also that thing of, wow, I don't know that I'd live up to, you know, to what people, what life, you know, is expecting of me. Yeah. Life just meaning the expectations that people put on you. Yeah. And I think for me, I put so much weight on those responses I got from a, two or three girls growing up. Mm-hmm. I got some just reactions that really hurt me. And, and instead of continuing to pursue that, because I was interested in, in girls, but once I was rejected and kind of humiliated a couple times, I was like, okay, girls don't really like me. So, wow. you know, I don't know. And then as I grew up, I just kind of had this, you know, distrust and I didn't even want to go there again. And, you know. Sure. So I was closed off to it Fear after that. Fear that can be immense, you know. I mean, yeah. it can be immobilizing. 
that's the interesting thing about fear is it can just immobilize you completely. Yeah. And that sounds like that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So what do you, what would you say, um, took you from, I guess, living with those past hurts and those things kind of, I don't know about controlling, but just your, your actions were based on what happened to you. How do you leave that or, or heal from that and, and move on to a, you know, walking through it. Um, I, what happened for me, I mean, as you know, even situations like you're talking about, I mean, it just, you know, to me, it's, it's, I mean, and I know people may not understand what I'm saying right now is, you know, sometimes it's really looking at the little you, you know, the one that was hurt, the, the one that experienced being teased or being made fun of or being hurt and all of those things. And that's not an easy thing to do. And but that's what I had to do. You know, I had to be willing to go back and to, you know, all of those things that caused me to build up a wall and to keep people out, I had to be willing to look at it and say, wow, it hurt. And it, you know, I can tell you the journey is hard. It's hard going back to your past and looking at times when you were teased and really looking at it from from the viewpoint of of your little self. And I know if you been, if you don't really know what I'm talking about, it's just, you know, it's just kind of contacting us and we can kind of talk you through that, but um but it really is being able to look at that hurt from the little you and and acknowledging that you hurt and it's I always compare it to knowing cuz you know, people say, oh, well, I know I got hurt, and I know this and that, you know, but it's different to know it up in your head versus knowing it down in your heart and feeling that emotion, um, because I tended to have a dad that I didn't tend to have. A, I had a dad that was very, you know, you don't show your emotions, you, you know, you need to just be strong, don't be, you know whiny and this and that and so you know you get hurt well you're expected to not show that and if you can't show that that doesn't mean that the hurt isn't there it just means that you blocked it off yeah so I guess what I'm in answering the question is is I think it's just being willing to walk through that and it's not easy it hurts I I cried a lot of tears, tears more than I had ever cried before, you know. And sometimes, you know, you think, wow, I'm never going to stop crying. I'm never going to feel, you know, differently. But eventually you cry enough tears and, and you become stronger. And then you become, you kind of come into a place of truth in that, wow, I am not a bad person like I thought I was. And just because people teased me or made fun of me, I mean, that doesn't mean that they're better than me. That's the lie. The lie is that these people that teased you are somehow better than you, and they know, you know, 
who's good and who's not good. But guess what? They're just as broken, you know, in their teasing or whatever reason they did it. So. So it sounds like you're saying to feel that emotion or or mm. just walk through it and and don't be afraid of it or don't try to to block or protect yourself just just walk through it. Yeah, cuz you don't feel good. I mean, you're not going to feel good. Oh, it's not going to be like a oh, this is a feel good moment <laughs> that I feel this hurt and pain. It hurts. It hurts a lot. You know, but it's saying I'm worth going through this and I'm worth looking at, you know, at what hurt me. And I'm worth saying, yeah, this hurt me. For me, I think sometimes when I go through that or when I've done that, it's like I'll end up going back to protecting myself or, or blocking it out because it feels so overwhelming and you can't see the end of it. Kind of like what you said, it, it gets better, but it doesn't really feel like it. So would you say that those hurts have your have been healed or that they're they're no longer what they are, what they used to be? And the hurts I experienced? Yeah. Just yeah, like from being in that lifestyle to coming out of it and having to face that stuff. Sure. Well, there's, I mean, hurt is hurt. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take it away to where it's like, wow, it's, it was non-existent. I mean, there's certain situations that I can talk about now and I can say, you know, I can talk about them and it doesn't hurt, you know, but there may be a point in time, and I'm trying to think of how to word this, but there are times when something may come up that that may remind me of a situation that I went through when I was younger. And I may feel sad and I may feel some grief, you know. So I, I guess I'm just offering to you that it doesn't go away completely. But, but the cool thing is, is that getting to the place where you're able to acknowledge, you know, the hurt and the pain. When it comes up again for me, I'm able to say, you know, wow, that really hurt. But I'm able to look at it through a lens of truth, you know, that says that that it hurt me not because I was a bad person or I was a less than person. It hurt me because it hurts to feel rejection. And that's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're less than. It just means that wherever it's coming from, the person that it's coming from, guess what? They're no better than you. You're on level ground, you know, and so whatever caused them to hurt you and reject you, reject you is not based on truth, you know? And so, like, if I were to be hurt now... Um, and I know we were talking about past just then, but I was just thinking even like situations where I get hurt now by somebody, you know, in the present, you know, there was a time when I would have just, 
written them off. And I think this is a big write them off world. I mean, you unfriend people, you, you know, you just build boundaries, you, you know, pull around a wall around them. But I don't do that anymore. I've gotten to a place through my healing where I say, you know, hey, I'd like to sit down and talk with you, you know, and to try and talk it through. Because I think friendships are valuable, and I think finding the truth is valuable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. that's cool. That's good. Um, well, I just, I mean, I've found that. And, and you're not always going to, um, I mean, there's been situations where I've met up with people that, no, they don't want to, they've already written me off. You know, and I think, wow, I actually feel sad for them because I feel like that's a that's a, a bad place to be in life where you just write people off. Yeah, me and Lee kind of talked about this where uh, for me, like just forgiving my dad, forgiving my parents for anything they've hurt me, uh, you know, times they've hurt me has and, and really just letting it go and not even holding on to any negative feelings about it has helped me to not carry that on to other people because I've found True. that the more unforgiveness I've had for other people or for my parents, it just, then I find, I see that quality in someone else and I'm just like, nope, 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 you know, to yeah. everybody. So, you know, just from my experience, forgiving and just being willing to let, let it go has kind of softened my heart towards everybody, oh, you know, wow. so. And that's, yeah, that's truth. I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, I was just sitting and thinking about my own dad, and he was a very, you know, very strict man and, and just had a lot, of, a lot of hurts from him. But, you know, as, you know, kind of through my healing, towards the end of my healing, you know, because I did have to work through a lot of hurts from him uh, and my mom, but but I can I'm thinking mostly my dad right now. But I can remember being at the place where I was sitting down with him, and I looked at him, and I remember very distinctly realizing just the realization and looking at him not as my dad, but just as a broken man, you know, that had been hurt, and I just felt sad for him. I mean, it's just a place, and it was a sweet place. It was a place where I no longer felt less than because he's my parent, you know, and he should know better, and he knows everything, and and he, you know, kind of that that mentality that that puts a parent so high up in our minds that that we almost don't have an identity at all as a person because they overshadow us so much. But it was a sweet place because it was a place where I saw him just, I would say, like through the eyes of God, just as a broken person, wow. just the same as me, you know? Yeah. And that was the place where I can truly say that I got to the place where you're at, you're at, which is being able to just forgive 
And that way it doesn't affect other relationships. You know, it just kind of was a letting go and it was a sweet time. It was a sweet place in my healing. And some people would say it was the nail in the coffin <laughs> for my healing. Cool. You know, it was wow. like the, I can think that that was probably the final thing that had led up to the majority of my healing was getting to that spot. Yeah. You know, so that was sweet. That's great. Should we wrap up? I think so. I think we've, man, we've talked about a lot <laughs> of stuff. I just wanted to say that if anybody has any questions, they can. They can contact us at www.shadowswingsministry.com or give us a call, 210-887-9007. Thanks for listening.